This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the soul of excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Ditto heads. Attention, Bo Scouts. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the Soul of Excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now, here's Bo Snurdly. And indeed, here we are. Bo Snurdly with you on The Rush Hour. If you would like to be part of today's program, 800. 848-WABC is the number to call, 800-848-9222. An interesting journey to uh, Europe, and I won't spend a lot of time talking about it today, but I will say Montenegro was a surprise. I have never, I've rarely seen somewhere so beautiful that was unexpectedly beautiful. I mean, it was just unbelievably beautiful, but... But it was also good to be back home in the United States of America. I will tell you this. When I came through TSA after leaving uh, Trieste in uh, Italy, I told the TSA worker, oh, my, I'm so happy to see an American TSA worker. And that might surprise you. But let me tell you something. It's when you, it's, some of you know this, when you deal with security in other airports, in other countries, you come back home and you realize how good we have it here and how efficient and how wonderful members. And I know we give them a lot of grief, but the TSA, I was so happy to be back in America. So happy. And it's not that I don't like anywhere I was. Uh, it was beautiful. It was, uh, it was Dubrovnik. It was uh, Montenegro. There were other places, Greece. Trieste, I got a chance because my flight was canceled. I was supposed to be back Saturday. My flight was canceled and I couldn't get back here. I had to spend another night in Trieste. So I used that as an excuse to finally go to um, to other places in Italy that I wanted to see. Only for a few minutes, but it was, uh, and then finally we got the flight back here. And of course I got a cold on the flight, so if I have to sneeze and cough and all that, please be forgiving. The Supreme Court, and Mark Stein, just by the way, is amazing. Mark Stein's crew is amazing. More on that later. The Supreme Court is in the news again, and there's a story today. You can find it at the Daily BS. The Supreme Court could end up deciding the fate of child sex change bans. 
That is because the Sixth Circuit decision reversed what a lower court in Tennessee did and say that Tennessee can go ahead and ban sex change procedures for minors. Now, if another circuit court says uh, no, then this one could be headed to the Supreme Court. It would be up to the Supreme Court to decide whether or not these sex change bans can be implemented by some states. Charles Barkley went off. I'm sure you heard about that, Diego, right? Charles Barkley? Yeah, well, Charles Actually did Barkley. Not. Okay. He called the people that, uh, that are boycotting Bud Light over this whole Dylan Mulvaney thing. He called them a bunch of rednecks and a-holes. In typical Charles Barkley. And then he said, F y'all. So that was Charles Barkley. All you rednecks or a-holes who don't want to drink Bud Light. F y'all. He told a cheering crowd at a bar in Lake Tahoe, California. He was playing a celebrity golf tournament. And then Mr. Barkley said, hey, they can't cancel me. I ain't worried about getting canceled. And then he goes on to support. He must be. I don't know whether he's a spokesman or not, but then he says, I want y'all to drink this effing beer. I got three cases of Bud Light. If you're gay, bless you. If you're trans, bless you. And if you have a problem with that, F you. So, there you go. Another voice of tolerance from the left. I'm working on a piece, and it may take me, I don't know whether I'll ever finish it. When I say I'm working on it, it means I'm thinking about it. I was inspired by something that Mark Stein said. He quoted um, the speech from Winston Churchill. It is a speech that I fear far too many young Americans are totally unfamiliar with. And that is the speech here in, where he pronounced that an iron curtain had fallen. The Iron Curtain, and the Iron Curtain came to define relationships between the East and the West, particularly the Communists in the West, in Russia for decades, the Cold War. And his comments about it got me to thinking that now we have a different kind of curtain that has fallen over Western society. It is not the Iron Curtain, it is the Lying Curtain. The Lion Curtain where we are as a society expected in the West to accept lies for truth, no matter what they are. For instance, when I left these beautiful United States of America, one of the topics being discussed was cocaine that was found in the White House. Now, we're supposed to believe that the Secret Service and all the King's men that were brought in from our fine intelligence operations, from our fine law enforcement operations. Remember, these are people that can find you and track you down if you were in the Washington, D.C. mall on January 6th. 
and throw your behind in prison for years if you trespassed on what is supposedly your own property. They can track you down. They can find you. They can look at social media. They have enough agents and enough technology that even with a picture of your face, even if you're in some remote corner of the United States, they can find you. They can bring you to justice, what they call justice. Yet we are to believe as Americans that in the most secure house, the most secure building in the United States, the most secure building, snipers on the roof 24 hours a day, all sorts of things planted in the lawn to detect intruders, security up the wazoo, cameras everywhere forensics at their disposal, the best forensic science available. What we are supposed to believe is that they can't find out who brought a bag of cocaine and left it in the White House. Nope, we can't track that one down. And so that goes into the unanswered list of mysteries. The list includes what really happened at Benghazi. The list includes who brought those FBI files into the White House years ago, couldn't get those either. The list includes who brought those billing records in the Whitewater investigation from the Rose Law Firm into the White House. How did they just end up in the map room one day accidentally? People don't remember some of these little scandals that took place. I remember them all. The unanswered questions. How were we running guns down to Mexico and nobody figured it out? That was the Fast and Furious program. The unanswered questions could go on and on. It seems that the FBI and all the king's horses and all the king's men and in the intelligence community find out what they want to find out. But, gee, when there's something, something that they truly don't want answers to, then all of a sudden these, these experts are stymied. The best technology doesn't matter. The resources don't matter. They will not find out the answer. Who leaked the Supreme Court decision? We don't have the answer to that. There is a long list. And we may never find the answers to these things. We do know this, there are attacks now, and the attacks are intensifying on the Supreme Court of the United States. Story in New York Times today, Biden criticizes Supreme Court rulings, but not the court. President Biden has resisted a full-throated attack on the Supreme Court or on individual justices. Despite mounting pressure from activists from within the Democrat Party. Their activists are demanding that he take a stronger role in attacking the court as they are. In the two years since Mr. Biden took office, the court's conservative majority have undermined it Notice the words in the New York Times. They've undermined it or overturned abortion rights. Not that they have rectified a previous problem by the court, which arbitrarily decided a law that they should have not decided. 
But anyway, back to the Times version of this. Conservative majority has undermined or overturned abortion rights, affirmative action, gay rights, gun control, and environmental regulation. It has blocked the president's agenda on immigration. What is that agenda? It's called open borders. They blocked his agenda on student loans, vaccine mandates, and climate change. The recent rulings are blockbuster conservative victories that could help Democrats whip up anger among women, young voters, environmental activists, activists, black people, members of the LGBTQ plus community as the president looks toward the 2024 elections. But despite all of this mounting pressure, Joe Biden refuses to go full-throated against the Supreme Court. And by not doing so, he's kind of ticking off the liberal activists who want him to go off. You know, the same kind of liberal activists, like that member of Congress who just called Israel a racist state, and she had to walk that back even though she means it. Excuse me, blowing the nose. Sorry, you didn't want to hear that. And then you have Democrats saying the reason that Biden is not going after the court is he's an institutionalist at heart. He doesn't want to do it. Well, the reason he doesn't want to do it, let me say something to you folks. It is not only the left that is capable of anger. It is not only the left that is capable, although you wouldn't know that. Every one of these things that the Times and the liberals find so offensive, every single one of them, the overturning of state-sponsored discrimination, affirmative action, the overturning of state-sponsored genocide, abortion rights, the position on free speech, which is what they call gay rights, the right to shut you up if you have a religious disagreement, gun control, environmental regulation, all of these things are things that Republicans can run on and should be running on. And as long as they continue to attack the Supreme Court, like, like Minnesota Attorney General Keith Ellison, who has a very checkered past, it's not even very checkered past, including accusations that he beat up his then girlfriend or wife or whatever it was. This guy says that uh, um, Justice Clarence Thomas is like the character Stephen played by Samuel L. Jackson and Django Unchained. In the film, Stephen is a sadist who remains loyal to his master, his slave master. And this is the attorney general of... Minnesota, saying anybody who watched that movie, you'd see Clarence Thomas, comparing him to some traitorous, slave-loving black guy. These are the kind of attacks, they're not based on any legitimate policy. They are personal attacks based on a racist philosophy held by Democrats. 
But this is what they want Joe Biden to do. (coughs) To engage in these spurious ad hominem attacks on the court. Now, I don't have a lot of love for the way that Joe Biden has been governing this country, but one thing that he has not done is stoop to the level that these Democrats want him to stoop to, and I hope that he does not in coming days. One thing before we go to break, this is a huge story, has the potential to be a huge story. If there is trust, if there is trust. The drug maker Eli Lilly has now come up with an experimental drug, Donanabab, and I hope I'm pronouncing it right, that slows the progression of the Alzheimer's disease by 60% for patients that are in the early stages of the brain-wasting disease. This is according to trial data. For those patients, the drug showed cognitive decline. It slowed the cognitive decline that people have nearly twice the rate that Lilly reported in May for the trial's overall treatment group. So people are saying this is the beginning of a game-changer. This is the beginning of a game changer where we might be able to, within the next few years, see people that are suffering from Alzheimer's have a real fighting chance to keep their faculties. Trust. If people trust the drug makers, this could be a real game changer. James Golden, Snurdy with you. 800-848-WABC. Don't go away. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. This is The Rush Hour with Bose Nerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Ah, yes. One of my favorite bumpers. ACDC on WABC Talk Radio 77. Glad to be back from vacation with you. I missed you. We miss you, too. <laughs> well, thank you. All right, time to question the staff. I have a story here. You can find it on the dailybs.com. Nearly half of millennials believe that misgendering somebody should be made illegal. Now, Diego, I don't think you qualify as a millennial. But I think Rob kind of looks like, Rob is manning the phones in there today. Rob kind of looks like a millennial. So I'm just going to ask him. Rob, do you, and that is, are you being 
between the ages of 25 and 34? I am not. I'm 18, so I'm more in the, the Gen Z range than millennial. Oh, my goodness. You're in the baby range. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty young. I'm, I'm not a millennial yet. Okay. Well, congratulations on that, Thank by you, the way. thank you, thank you. So, Diego, you would be a millennial, probably. You're I, on the edge. I'm on. I'm right at the between millennial Gen Z. I'm literally okay. right in between. <laughs> well, let me ask you about that. Forty-four percent of individuals believe referring to somebody by the wrong gender program uh, pronoun, he, him, she, her, whatever it is, should be a criminal offense. So, let's start with you, Rob. Do you believe that if you uh, intentionally misgender someone? That that is a crime. It should be considered a crime. I, I, honest I answer, not a politically correct answer. Honest from your heart answer. No, I, I do not think it's a criminal offense. Although I think going out of your way to say something to be rude, maybe not the best thing to do, but I don't think it's a criminal offense. No, no, no. Okay, Diego, thank I, you for that. Honest to my heart, I think it's calling someone. It's It's supposed to be like a a courtesy uh so no i don't think it should be uh criminal uh-huh okay so we've got two no's in here yeah now to me this headline is all wrong it should read nearly half of millennials believe that the constitution doesn't matter that free speech doesn't matter that free speech should be criminalized Free speech does not mean that you have to like the free speech. It doesn't mean that the speech can't be offensive to you. It is still free speech. And that is your constitutionally protected right in this country, at least for the time being. But a lot of these individuals, and this is one of the problems today in this younger generation, in these, and I don't want to sound like one of these old guys, these kids are just terrible. No, you know, whatever. We were kids once, remember, those of you who are older. And we did stuff, some of which we would be loath to talk about in public. But the idea that these kids actually, nearly half of millennials believe that it should be criminal, a law, a matter of law enforcement, if you call a guy that claims to be a woman a guy instead of calling him a woman as he wants you to call him or a young lady that wants to be a guy. There's such, such ignorance in this country about not only who we are as a nation, but what our cultural and legal heritage is as a nation. Here's one. Los Angeles Police Union. The boss of the Los Angeles Police Union is telling police in his city, get out of L.A. Stop. No, this is not your. No, get out. He says, go somewhere outside of L.A. to get a job. where they understand your worth. Vice President, Los Angeles Police Union, encouraged officers to ditch the city. Get out of L.A. 
Forget this place. Go find work somewhere else. I've never seen that happen before, where the police union says, "Uh uh-uh, leave the union, leave this place, get out of here. This place is horrible. I don't know whether you've seen the pictures that came out of Germany over these activists that are in the street blocking traffic. One woman gets out of her car or wherever she is. She grabs this gal by her hair. And this woman is shrieking as she grabs her by her hair. And she's dragging her out of the road by her hair. One guy in a white shirt, another guy just grabs someone, drags his behind, throws him off the side of the road. The guy goes back. He does it again. But it's not just the wacko leftists. There were also some very prominent liberals involved in this. The heir to the Disney company, Abigail Disney, had to be cut out of a pipe. She had her arms in a pipe. And then that pipe links to another activist who's got his arm in the pipe so that they could form a chain to block an airport. And this is in New York, folks. This is right here in New York, in East Hampton, to block the airport lane, to block the runways in East Hampton. Because she says the rich folks out there don't shouldn't be flying their private jets. She was among a dozen echo protesters involved in this protest. She's estimated to be worth $120 million. Laying in the ground, Pops, uh, cops had to use power tools to cut her out. There is another story I saw the Daily Bee yesterday of a, um, and this story I also think I saw it in the Daily Mail as well, where activists glued their hands to pavement somewhere, and the cops are busy chiseling their hands. Some of them lose fingers because of the epoxy that they use. James Woods has a very snarky tweet about that, how heartbroken he was watching this, because these poor activists might lose digits on their hands. 800-848-WABC. I have the James Woods story here. In Germany, two dozens of flights canceled. James Woods said, I could watch this for hours. Heartbroken, of course. Watching these activists getting taken out. 800-848-WABC. Your phone calls are coming up. We've got more news. Do not go away. Coming right back. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. And this house just ain't no home. Anytime she goes away. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? 
Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. The Rush Hour is on the air. Attention Ditto Heads. Attention Bo Scouts. Rush. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. In 1967, on this day, American jazz saxophonist and composer John Coltrane died from liver cancer at Huntington Hospital out on Long Island, age 40 years old. Not only did he work with Miles Davis, Dizzy Gillespie, many others, Johnny Hartman, 1964, he released what is, uh, many believe, his iconic album, A Love Supreme. I gotta be honest with you, it took me years, years, to like A Love Supreme. The first time I listened to the album A Love Supreme, I thought it was noise. I'm like, what is this? And then later, one day, it just finally hit me. All right, you know what else happened this day? Uh, Billie Holiday in 1959 uh, passed away. She also died in New York, cirrhosis of the liver, only 43 years old. You know, for all her work, Billie Holiday died with 70 cents. 70 cents. And her bank account. Also, born this day, Phoebe Snow, 1952. 1941, Spencer Davis of the Spencer Davis Group. Just some of the things that happened. Also, 1982, Irene Cower was at number one for fame. Linda Ronstadt, on this day in 2004, was doing a concert at the Aladdin Resort and Casino Hotel. Half the audience got up and walked out. Yeah, she dedicated an encore performance of Desperado to Michael Moore. And she urged the crowd to go see Fahrenheit 9-11. You remember that back in the Bush days. Half the audience just said, okay, thanks for the good time. Bye, good luck, and good riddance. I'm out of here. So those are some of the things that have happened. We're going to go to the phones. I do want to mention this. Um, I know you've been following, I'm sure many have been following this, this case of the Gilgo serial killer. It is chilling and it is stunning. And, of course, I read one story that said the tip-off was one of the pimps of the murdered girls had identified his or gave the cops a description of his car, and that's what ultimately led to his arrest. But this guy, Rex Howerman, I mean, this is just scary stuff. So finally, justice might come. I heard Rudy talking about the number of people, and that's what confuses me. I don't know whether it's 11 or whether it's, I know he's only been charged with four, but how many deaths is he suspected of being a part of? And there are all sorts of stories about this guy coming out. Big story today about e-bikes in New York. Have you ever, have you ever been close to being hit by one of these e-bikes speeding down you don't see it you step in the street e-bikes almost hit you somebody on an e-bike well apparently e-bikes are now causing such a problem that people are calling for them to be regulated treated like mopeds there was an incident i don't have this story in front of me where one of these e-bike riders got oh it was horrible 
a guy, I remember enough of the details, opened up the door to his Mercedes. He opens up the door. The guy on the e-bike goes flying right into the path of a Jeep Cherokee, and he's deaded now. But apparently these e-bikes have been causing all sorts of injuries to people. People knocked down by them, and they keep going. And people have suffered horrific injuries. Some of them are not injuries that are able to overcome easily. Some of these are going to be lifelong injuries. People are really getting hurt. People are getting killed. It's hard to track them down. They hit you. They just keep going. Someone on a vehicle going 30, 40 miles an hour. They're unlicensed. There's no tracking system. So just one more thing. Oh, by the way, more smoke is expected in New York from Canada. Yeah, 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 just what you needed, more smoke. You'll be glad to know that there are no longer 4,000 fires burning in Canada. It's only about, I think, 800. And so we're not expecting the haze that enveloped the entire city this time, but the air quality said it's going to be pretty awful because more smoke is on the way down. So you got floods, you have smoke. I wonder if people are starting to see a pattern here of things that are happening and starting to think, you know, never mind, I'm not going to go there. At least some of you accuse me of being a kook. I'm the one that usually suggests people are kooks. But if you look at some of the things that are happening, it's like it's almost, dare I say it, okay, some of these things, the flooding, the smoke, the scorching temperatures out west. Do you know in the southwest, temperatures have risen in some states to 120 degrees during the height of the day in some of the southwest states? Can you imagine being out there and it's 120 degrees? Yes, not going to do cookery, though. Okay, let's start on the telephones. Wendy in Long Island, thank you for being so patient and waiting. How are you, Wendy? Great. Well, you are worth waiting for. Oh, no, I want to tell you. you that I missed you on vacation this week. Next year, we'll have to coordinate dates so I can be away as well. Okay, so, that sounds um, like a plan to me. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yes. So um, I wanted to comment on the cocaine in the White House. Yes. And I think everyone's make yeah. I think everyone's making the mistake of assuming that this was actually a real bag that was left by somebody. I think it was a plant, and I think it was just put there to get everybody to talk about it. So we're not really taking a look at the other crazy things that they're doing in the world now. It's a distraction, is what you're saying. Yes. It's distracting us from everything else. Here's Yes, here's the thing about distractions. And I hear people say this on almost every single news story, a major point. You know, this is just a distraction from everything. The problem is that everything else is also being reported. So if it's supposed to be a distraction, it's not a good job. And it's also very damaging. You know, Donald Trump went off today. I don't, you, you will see the interviews later. He went off 
off. He went off the rocker on Joe Biden. Called him. He suggested, and I have to get this in front of me before. He suggested that maybe, maybe the person using the cocaine. Well, let me just leave it there. Yes, Donald Trump went off. Call Biden stupid too. He he ramped it up. James Golden, aka Snurley, coming back. More of your calls, so don't go away. Your calls coming when we get back here on Bo Snurley's Rush Hour, WABC. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Nineteen sixty-five on this day, James Brown releases this records, King Records. Papa's got a brand new bag. Two million copies sold. Went on to win the Grammy that year. Let's head back to the telephones and Norman in Brooklyn. You're up next. Hi, Norman. Yeah, hi, James. Yeah, welcome back from Europe. I, I was uh, just wondering. Um, uh, I'm a European and an American. I have an Austrian citizenship also, in addition to my American. And uh, I'm registered as a conservative both in the United States and in Austria with the FPO party, which is their conservative party. I was just wondering, do you, do you get any impressions about the European populace? Are they, are they more balanced politically you feel like, or are they uh, more no. leftist or my, my impressions. And I have to say they are not based in a good foundation of research, but my impression is that they are more leftist than here in America, by and large, not to say that there isn't a right. Now, I met this beautiful couple from uh, the UK, for instance, who have abandoned the UK to go live in Spain. And some of the issues we would all recognize, immigration has caused their neighborhood and other neighborhoods to be overrun. They no longer felt safe in their neighborhoods. They watched the values in the UK change. The government ineffective at stopping crime. Very similar complaints to what we have here. But then I also, and by the way, they invited me to their house in Spain, which is very nice. Also got an invitation to go to New Zealand. And the New Zealanders were complaining about the leftist government there. The Australians that I met were complaining about the leftist government in Australia. And I know that they aren't Europeans. But the Europeans that I came across seemed to be more to the left but that's not to say that there is not a conservative movement that is growing in those countries as a result. Do you think that that does that make sense to you, Norman? It, it makes sense to me, but there, there has always been um, uh, my party, for example, in Austria goes back. Oh, man, like more than 100 years. There's always been a conservative, you know, basically populist um, yourself up by the bootstraps anti-communist movement 
in Europe. Um, I don't I don't know about Italy. And uh, did you ever go to Austria or Germany? I'm curious. I have not been to Austria. I have not been to Germany yet. But my travels are just beginning a little late in life. I, I've been to a few places. I've been to Asia. I've been uh, to other places in the world, but I have not traveled Europe extensively yet. Um, and I intend to, if God grants me life and, and the resources to do it. And I can't wait to actually visit some of those places. I've heard a lot about, um, I, I know a lot of people that have visited those places. And I, I would love to go see Austria. I'd love to go to Vienna. You know, there are places that I really, especially the Opera House. I want to go see the Opera House in Vienna. Norman, let me give you the last word real quick. Well, the last word is I look forward to hearing about your adventures. I, I, um, that's it. Don't have anything else to add. I just was okay. curious on your impressions on that. Thank you, my friend. I will say this. I, as much as I love Trieste and other places in Italy, I don't get the culture 100%. Americans would... I, I go in and I understand capitalism. That's what I get out of it. I understand capitalism more than ever when I'm outside of the United States. The whole while I'm in Italy, I keep saying, man, if I was over here and I set up a business, we could clean up because we like to work. We don't stop and shut down in the middle of the day to go sleep. That's unheard of in places in the United States. And we don't shut down the kitchen at night and just say, oh, you can have drinks but no food. It's like I kept thinking, man, if I was over here and I could do things the American way, I'd make a fortune. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. And, and, and they are very protective of their culture, by the way. And I'm not going to go over there ragging their culture. I'm a guest in their country, and I'm just enjoying it. And I did enjoy it. Ward in Rockaway. No, I'm sorry, it's Mario in Rockaway. How are you, Mario? How you doing, man? All right? Yeah, doing great. Uh, my original call, I, I'd like to add three uh, sexy songs to the list, if it's possible. Go ahead. Uh, number one, I think it's more the voice than the song, and that would be Be My Baby by the Ronettes. Oh, yeah. Uh, that slow vibrato just gets to me. Uh, okay. Number two, number two is a bit of trivia for you. This, I'll give you the song. You give me who it is and who his famous brother is. The song uh -oh. is Suavecito. And I'm not going to be able to get that. You tell me who. Uh, the song is by Malo, and the leader of that group is uh, Jorge Santana, Carlos's brother. Oh, my gosh. Really? I had no idea. And I have you some Malo records, too. I do. Yeah, I think I know the song. Okay, time's running. Let me get you to your third one and then your point. Oh, okay. Um, the third one is um, uh, Fire and Desire, Rick James and uh, Tina Marie. Indeed. Indeed. Wow. Very yeah. cool. Now, you had something. It says here you want to talk about the Disney protest, Abigail well, Disney protesting. Well, you had the Disney protest talking about putting our arms into things. Real quick, um, all protesters, like, you know, when the people come and they put their hand on the counter and they pour glue on it, and, you know, they stick themselves. My, my yeah. solution, I'll pour another gallon of glue on your hands. You want to put your arms in pipes? Nope, not a problem. <laughs> Let's leave you there. Let me, let me know how long you, you intend on staying chained to other people when all of a sudden you know what needs to be done. Let me know how long that works out for you. 
boom. You know, there are a lot of people that are coming up with solutions like yours on Twitter. There's like exactly the same kind of sentiment. Let them stay there. Let them stay glued for days until they gnaw off their own hands. That was one of the things that I read on Twitter today. Let's go to Tom in Long Island. Thank you for waiting, Tom. Hello. Hey, Tom, very quickly, what's your point? Yeah, my point is I believe that you were right. They, I think these fires are orchestrated. I think that some of the floods we're getting is that way, too. Really? I, 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 I believe, I actually personally believe that. Because because that. when the president went to Europe, he was talking about the uh, he was talking about the environment, and while they want green energy, the green energy is the wrong energy. It's green energy, but the wrong type of green energy. That I see. We, that we need here. So you think that some of the weather conditions that we are having now are totally orchestrated? How interesting. I like that. Let's go. Andrew, New Jersey, thank you for waiting and being so patient. How are you, Andrew? Good. Chuck, uh, big Chuck Barkley is smart, but the mistake he's making with Bud Light and people are mistaking is that this is uh, really a parody of an LGBTQ, trans or gay men. Most trans and gay people that you meet, they don't act like little girls. This is a man pretending to be a little girl. He was a failed actor. He was like, uh, you know, on the uh, let's make a deal, running around as a man, making an idiot out of himself. So Chuck, does he think Run DMC or Flavor Flav with the clock, is that indicative of the black community or is that a parody, a negative stereotype? So this is really a mockery. In my opinion, the ad itself is what is homophobic because it's a negative stereotype of a trans or gay person. But what do you think on that, that take? Well, I think that Charles Barkley doesn't mind offending people. And he just offended uh, uh, millions and millions of people across the country, but he doesn't care. And so, and that's his right. You know, look, I believe in free speech. If Chuck wants to go out there and say, F you if you don't like Bud, F you this, F you that. Okay, Chuck, that's, that's Chuck. That's Sir Charles Barkley. We'll see how that plays out for his future in the public arena. Rick, in Elmwood Park, you're on WABC. How are you? you got to make it quick. Time's a fleeing, well, Rick. Get to your point. Well, welcome back, James. Uh, here's an Thank article you. by Justin Haskins. The U.N. is planning to seize global emergency powers with Biden's support. Let me read a quote to U.N. Secretary General Antonio Guterres. I propose that the General Assembly... Provide the Secretary General of the United Nations system. That's all the time we have. UN takeover coming. Mm, yeah. Uh, may God bless and protect each and every single one of you and your families, my friends. So good to be back with you. Love and gratitude for being here in WABC for both Sunday's Rush Hour. Monday through Friday, God willing, we'll be here tomorrow and we'll see you then. Thank you for being here today and thank you for the warm welcome back. Bye. <laughs>